Unstoppable Success Radio, episode 236. The Summer Guest Fest has arrived, and this year we've decided since summertime is the easiest time of year to get distracted from your business, the kids are home from school, vacation is on the horizon, there's so much going on that can keep you from moving forward towards your goals that we wanna do everything possible to keep you on track and inspire you to keep moving forward towards accomplishing your big dream. So for the next two months, we're gonna be offering you at least two special guest episodes episodes each and every week. We hope you enjoy the extra value, the added inspiration, and a little extra urge of motivation to keep on going. Welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio. I am your host, Kelly Roach, and I am thrilled to be here today with Gary Bizzo. Gary, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Kelly. Just to give you guys a little bit of a background on Gary, he has mentored over 1,000 entrepreneurs and business leaders. He is a thought leader in social media, having changed Canadian law using social media in 2011. His book, How to Start a Successful Business the First Time, is on Amazon. He is a partner with Equifera Advisors, Liquidity and Event Planners, and specialists in strategy and execution corporate finance, capital formation, and investor relations in Vancouver. Gary is an elite contributing writer at equities.com, the largest financial platform for emerging growth companies. So Gary, welcome to the show. Wow, that's a mouthful. <laughs> yes, it Thank is. You. Yes, it is. Well, I'm excited to have you here. So first and foremost, I have to dig into this for a quick second. How? Tell me a little about your journey to changing Canadian law using social media. I want to hear about that. Well, I was reading a, 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 an article on page 17 of the uh, Toronto Globe and Mail, and it was about two reporters mentioning how much uh, charity CEOs were getting paid. And I, I took exception to it. I, it just irked me the wrong way. So I started uh, a social media campaign on Twitter and Facebook. And uh, unknown to me, uh, Canada's national uh, television uh, station picked it up and they started broadcasting it, which led to an MP, Member of Parliament in Ottawa, um, giving me a call and saying, can you come and uh, give us a little talk before the House of Commons about about what you found out from uh, from all my social media? So I wow. did. Yeah. Wow. Incredible. So, you know, for anyone listening that ever underestimates the power of one person using social media in the right way, that's an incredible story. So thank oh. you for sharing that. And, and what was the result there? What happened? Well, they, they tried to uh, limit salaries paid to CEOs, which is pretty much impossible. But what did come out of it is that they, every charity in Canada now has to be uh, transparent. So they have to put their finances on their websites. Yeah, yeah, that's and, so important. And this was, uh, we actually worked with uh, Charity Navigator in the States to, uh, like, they, they were helping lead the way. So that was a good collaboration. Yeah, and that's really important work, Gary, because I know for us, for example, like we just started doing some, some serious charity work at Kelly Roach Coaching, and, you know, we had a hard time navigating through, you know, which charities to donate to and who to work with, and, you know, sometimes a website doesn't give you what you need to make the right decision, and, of course, for us, we're very concerned that we want 
the the largest amount of what we donate to actually make it to the cause, um, you know, not to end up in, in someone's bank account. So, you know, I, I love that you took that step just as a citizen um, to, to help move the ball forward on that. Well, it was pretty funny because I was sitting next to uh, uh, the CEO of a very large charity in Canada just before I went on, gave my, my uh, piece before the house. And he said, uh, so which charity do you uh, represent? Because uh, it all it said was donor on my name tag. He said, are you with the Bill Gates Foundation or the, or, or the Clinton Foundation? I said, no, I'm an individual. And that kind of, it took him aback. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that's interesting. Okay, good, good. So let's talk about your, your journey and, and your time that you have spent entrepreneur, uh, doing mentoring with entrepreneurs and helping business owners to succeed. So let's, let's dial the clock back and talk a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey and some of the biggest learnings maybe from both successes and failures that you had that led you to wanting to do this work of, of assisting and helping entrepreneurs to succeed. Can you talk to me about that? Sure. Um, well, I started, uh, as a photographer back when I was 17 and, uh, it was, it was interest based, you know, a passion and uh, I was also in a rock and roll band. And uh, the big problem was I couldn't uh, remember the words. So uh, the band said to me, Gary, why don't you uh, manage the band instead of playing in it? So <laughs> as stupid as it sounds, I took over, took over managing the band, uh, which led to me running like 35 bands, which helped me pay my way through university. Wow. Okay. That, that is awesome. I love that. All right. And then what happened next? Uh, when I was 30, I had a midlife crisis and uh, quit my job. I, I was working as a parole officer for the federal government. And um, I just said, to heck with this. I'm going to follow my dream and start a photography studio. And did that for so many years. It, it kept expanding into, uh, it ended up as an ad agency, really. So it was it was kind of exciting because it, it was more like project management. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So you did that, and and then and then what happened? What what came of it? Well, one day I woke up. I had a bad customer experience, and I just said to heck with this. I closed my shop, put my cameras away, and uh, said next. And um, I I fumbled upon a uh, government program that trained entrepreneurs. And um, I went for a job interview, of all things. And halfway through the interview, I asked them why why they wanted me to work for them, which was a stupid question, I suppose. Uh, and they said, well, you're a project manager and you're an entrepreneur, so who best to uh, help entrepreneurs you know, run their business than you? Mm -hmm. So I did that for 10 years, which was really, really satisfying. What were uh, what were some of the the best parts about that? Well, you're working with people's dreams, and you're you're guiding them, and you're giving them support, and it's it's totally a mentorship thing. Mm -hmm. uh, it, seeing people go from an idea right through to success is is awe inspiring. Yeah, yeah. What would you say have been some of your your high highs as an entrepreneur and entrepreneur mentor? And what would you say have been some of your low lows? Whoa. Well, 
I guess uh, personally, uh, I started an incubator last year, an accelerator actually, with a a guy that I barely knew. We we shook hands over uh, a coffee to start the company, and uh, I didn't follow my own advice by by doing a business plan, and we lasted a year, which was probably three months longer than it should have, mm-hmm. and um, that was pretty low. You know, it it in my st- stage of my career it's uh i don't like to look at failure anymore but um and that was i should have learned from experience because 20 years ago i did the same thing and uh cost my investor like half a million bucks i i did a business plan but it was so um it was so full of you know what that uh i just sort of misguided myself mm-hmm Mm-hmm. So when you're helping entrepreneurs to do a business plan today, what would you say are, are some of the most important elements that you try to help entrepreneurs flesh out before they really get into the business to ensure that they're not in that same position that maybe you were? Well, Eric Reese uh, wrote The Lean Canvas, and and he uh, the demographics are so important, the persona of your customer. And a lot of people just – have a great product and they open the door and say they just wait for people to show up but you really have to know who your customer is and I think that's um, that's the biggest part of your business plan as well as your marketing I mean if you don't know who your customer is you can't market to them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay all right what else well people have a people have a, a thing called CEOitis You've probably seen this before, where the CEO thinks that everything that he does is right. And um, sometimes when you're running a company, you're starting up, you you may be the great visionary, but you may not be the guy that is needed to take it to the next level. And people have to sort of step back and say, for me to get to that next level, who should I bring in to help me? Sometimes it's a a really experienced CEO. Sometimes it's just a mentor or a coach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. Yeah. Okay. So, so you think not having the right business plan, not you know, putting enough thought and strategy into the demographics of who you're targeting, and and having you know the the preparation pieces of things in place was was a big stumbling block for you in the past. Um, what what would you say from the success that you've seen? What were some of the high highs? Some of the things that worked well that you put thought and intention and strategy into that allowed you to succeed over the years? Well, the the biggest thrill I've had for the forever was my my first book. Um, you know, taking uh, being able to to start something from scratch and then you know fulfilling it and see it in print was kind of exciting and it it sort of indicated all the things that I have learned over the years and all the things that I still needed to learn mm-hmm. so you know that was a big thrill my a lot of the big successes I have are are minor things they but you see my business to me is is more like a lifestyle thing I, I've never been out to make piles and piles of money. I just wanted to have a, a good lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And what would you say, I mean, because I'm sure there's people listening today that are in the same boat, you know, their goal isn't necessarily to build a, an online empire or to build a massive organization. Their goal is more to have um, a boutique, you know, business that, that supports a lifestyle. What would you say are some of the key things that have made that possible for you? Well, you have to have a clear vision and, and confidence in what you're doing. Um, you know, it's, it, you can't just have a product for sale and, and even if it's small or large, you have to, you have to be able to, um, think in your mind where you're going to go with this. So you have milestones to reach and, and attain. And I think that's a good starting point anyway. So um, let's talk a little bit about your book. What are, you know, like two or three key takeaways from your book that you would really want people to to get out of it? You know, it's called How to Start a Successful Business the First Time. So what are some of the things that <clears throat> you would hope that you would uh, be able to convey to someone that would allow them, you know, to, to have that success the first time rather than going through what many entrepreneurs do of, of failing the first time or the first few times before they get it right. Well, I'm glad you said that a few times because uh, part of the reason I wrote the book is I was mentoring a woman who had started seven businesses, uh, one after the other, and they all failed. And in trying to explain to her what the difference was, I just told her that most of the things that I was putting in my book were common sense things. Mm -hmm. Like, Choosing the right business name, of all things. I mean, how crazy is that? You know, having a clear vision, having a marketing plan that that works, having a business plan that, that you actually follow. Most banks in Canada have business plan templates on their website. So there's, there's so many things uh, that I tried to put in the book that were uh, just common sense that people just have to look at, and, and, and they get it. And people have told me that the thing they liked about the book is they thought I was speaking to them. Mm -hmm. So luckily I have that, that talent. Yeah, I, I think one of the biggest things with being successful in business is using your common sense, actually. And I think that um, one of the, the pieces of advice that I give my clients very frequently is, you know, that it's so important to constantly be returning to the basics and focusing on the fundamentals. And I think the things you're mentioning here are the things that get oftentimes overlooked and underutilized because they are the fundamentals and because they're overlooked and underutilized a business fails it's like people want to do the fancy complex things but sometimes we forget about those those core elements that lead to success that without them you know our business you know won't be there for long well it's it, it's all about planning isn't it really i mean if you don't have a plan for anything you're gonna take twice as long to get there if you even do Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things in my book that I, uh, I put a lot of effort into was uh, uh, Michael Gerber. I don't know if you have, you know Michael Gerber. Mm -hmm. uh, sure. He wrote he wrote the E Myth, and uh, I consider him a friend. I've had him up to Vancouver to deliver a workshop, and I went to his San Diego uh, facility for a workshop. It's it's all about uh, knowing that people start off as technicians in their business. But you soon have to realize that you, to expand, you have to become a manager and have other people do the work mm -hmm. so exactly. that you're, you're working on your business, not in it. 
and he's a, I mean, he gained fame by, by talking about systems and, you know, it, systems are really important, whether it's a coffee shop or a consulting business. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. I think that's one of the, the missing links with a lot of businesses that fail, actually. There's no documented systems. They don't have policies and procedures in place. There isn't step-by-step guides. Things aren't, you know, they're, they're, everything doesn't have a place. And, and, you know, I think that that, that is, um, again, it, it's one of those core fundamentals that, that makes or breaks a business, for sure. Exactly. Good. So what would you say would be some of the, um, you know, the key pieces of feedback that, that you would give, you know, entrepreneurs listening today in terms of, you know, do's and don'ts um, on their entrepreneurial journey to um, both have, you know, the type of success that you've had and also to maybe avoid some of the struggles or setbacks that you've also experienced? That sounds like a new book. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, listen to your customers. Uh you're trying to fulfill a need that they have, and if you don't really understand what that need is, you're going to fail. Um, a lot of times, we we try to uh, we come up with a product or a service, and we think that everybody should need it, and then we spend time trying to convince them that they they need it, when in fact we should be listening to what they actually want. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a big believer in guerrilla marketing. I I. I don't spend a lot of money on on advertising, and I most of the things I talk to my clients are is uh, is ways to uh, get their message out without spending a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So, what are some of the core principles around guerrilla marketing that that you have found great success with? Um, well, if <laughs> uh, I try to convince people to uh, become a thought leader, an influencer in their own industry. And that can be, that can be volunteering. That can be writing articles for newspapers for nothing. Just get your name out there and develop a, a reputation as a go-to person. I think that's a good way to start. That's how I did it. Yeah, I mean that's that's definitely. I mean, content marketing is is uh, you know certainly I think one of the best ways possible, and and it's a way that everyone can uh, participate and start building a name for themselves and and create subscribers and fans and followers absolutely for free using their cell phones. So, I couldn't agree more with that that well, thought process and strategy. It's like my book, you know. Um, it, it was a challenge writing that thing. It, I. Uh, I had written five books previously, and they never seemed to uh, finish. So this time I uh, gathered all my my blog posts and uh, and went on and edited the thing, and it turned out pretty good. Um, but, and I think uh, that's a, that's that's a great core strategy. I think for for anybody listening that is looking to get their book done finally is look at the content you've already created and see how you can put that together. Um, you know, because I think a lot of people struggle to bring the content together, but a lot of times they already have it done. They just need to tap into the various places that that's stored um, and, and you know piece it together in in a logical kind of uh, flow for for the reader. Uh, and, yeah. and it's a very easy way to pull that together quickly. Yes, and the, well, the the reason I wrote the book, besides trying to help people, was to become a an influencer. Uh, I realized from talking to people that there's not a lot of money in uh, in publishing, and um, 
I, d- I didn't have those expectations when I wrote it that I was going to make lots of money selling my books. I'm I'm sure I'm way above average, but um, w- within a month of publication, I had I had a speaking engagement for ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's it's it's all the collateral stuff that happens because of what you do is as far as writing an article, writing a blog, writing a book. Yeah, it's it's amazing the doors that will open if you're one of the few people that follow through and just get it done. So I think that's that's great feedback for everybody listening for sure. So tell us about what you're most excited about in your career and on your, your journey now. Well, I'm doing this. I was invited to become a partner in this new uh, private equity company. And it's really kind of exciting because I've never done this thing before. It's... Um, Liquidity event planners. I had to look it up. We uh, <clears throat> we embed ourselves into corporations that are trying to raise money, and advise them all the way from setting up their offering to uh, actually raising capital. And it's it's very exciting. I've never I've always been looking for money for clients, not not helping companies raise money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's like investor relations and and corporate finance. So it's it's different. You know, my age, I needed another challenge. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's, that's, that's a very fun and inspiring story there because, you know, obviously you've had success in, in several different realms and, you know, you are, you've had a, a lengthy career already and now you're even still challenging yourself to try something new, try something different, begin a new journey. And, you know, I think for everybody listening, wherever you are today, if you're not on the path that you feel like you're intended to be on, there's always an opportunity to start something new, you're, you know, and, and I think that's a great example there, Gary. I was uh, speaking before a group of immigrants yesterday, newcomers we call them, and um, after giving a speech for an hour about about how to start up a business in Canada, I said, the last thing I said was, just make sure you have fun. If you're not having fun, then go get a job somewhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely true. It's so important because it's such hard work. You know, you have to be doing something that you can passionately do for the rest of your life. And I think you also have to be able to have uh, those those moments of joy and fun and fulfillment um, where you really can be reflective of, um, you know, each little little spark of of success along the way, because it is it is a full journey. And it's important that you're able to feel those moments of happiness and enjoyment and fun as you go, I believe. And you have to be open for new opportunities like mm-hmm. uh, like I am. Um, you have to be able to pivot. Mm-hmm. That's that's so wonderful about about entrepreneurs that are startups or as as you said, boutique businesses, you know, you, you can pivot on, on a dime mm-hmm. versus big a big company can't do that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this has been great, Gary. Thank you so much for everything that you shared today. Is there any um, place special or any specific resource that you would like to share with our audience today? Um, you can follow me on uh, at Gary Bizzo, G-A-R-Y-B-I-Z-Z-O dot com. And uh, I've got links to all my articles and my podcasts and all that stuff. Glad okay. to see people show up. 
All right. Great. Great. Well, thank you very much, Kelly. You got it. Thanks for coming on the show today, Gary. And for everybody listening, if you are not already a part of our entrepreneurial community at Kelly Roach Coaching, make sure that you do not put your phone down until you text the word IGNITE to 44222 to get exclusive access to the trainings, resources, and content that we only share there. You can get in on all the action by texting the word IGNITE to 44222. Thank you so much for everyone to being with us here today. And until next time, I want to remind you to dream big, take action, and don't stop until you make it happen. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Unstoppable Success Radio. And if you're not already a member of my private email community, I want you to text the word IGNITE to 44222. Text the word IGNITE to 44222 to get all the resources, trainings, swipe files, and tips I only share there. If you're not already a member, all you have to do is text IGNITE to 44222 to get in on all the action. Thanks so much.